Okay. I did it. <laughs> did it. We're here. We did it. Woo! Sarah. And that's half 522. Five twenty-two. We, yeah, it's like how I always said, like if you're writing a book or paper for school, if you have the title, you're halfway there. I feel like yes. when we push record, we're halfway there. Halfway there. We're almost done, really. Almost done. Pretty much done. <laughs> Not like I want to rush through this, but it just feels like, you know. Also we've accomplished say, something. We've accomplished something. And you know what? We need to be giving ourselves pats on the back. Have you noticed this with your like clients that. that like people are too hard on themselves? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yes. Yeah. And everyone. And like, uh, and myself. Oh, Seuss. <laughs> Seuss. Let me tell you, this crazy thing that happened to me, um, like just, you know, and sometimes like, I love when the universe just gives me signs. Um, I was in a training, uh, just like this past week or maybe it was last week or something. And we were doing a mock therapy session where I was the client and, and of course I'm going to say yes to that because the woman who's leading the (laughs) session is like an expert and charges like a whole bunch. And I'm like free therapy. Yes, please. Wait, wait. So, like, even though you're role-playing, you could actually use your own problems. It's not – could. You need to. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's Yeah. Fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's Go the ahead. best. And I'm like – and everybody was like – in the in the group chat was like, oh, my God. Thank you for being so vulnerable. They have no oh, idea that I literally am vulnerable <laughs> for my other yeah. profession. Like, 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 like I live you want to hear 522 hours of vulnerability? <laughs> I got some. Here's a, a lot of practice. Yes, I totally said that. I said it to because people were like sending me, and they were so nice. And they were like sending me emails saying like, "Thank you for being able to open oh, up about Pete's that stuff." That so, and I wanted to be like, th- 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 "Don't you don't need to thank me for this? Is very this is like my brand You're like this is like, my signature move, right? This is my move. <laughs> <laughs> this is my signature move. Right. This is like put on her t- like this will be mentioned in my eulogy. Let's do like. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so as I was in this, this, uh, uh, doing this mock session, you know, one of the things that, that like research really shows is the importance of mindfulness, like mindfulness. And in our book club book, we learn all about it. It's, it's like the thing. Okay. Yeah. Most important. So, um, uh, one of the part elements of being mindful is being non-judgmental. So we want to practice f- coming from a non-judgmental place all the time. And so, because if we, as soon as we judge, it sends our mind to the stories. It gives us like the past that, it get, you know, yes. all these feelings come with it whenever we judge. And judgments can be positive or negative. So, mm. and, uh, you know, most of the time, the ones that we're doing are more negative. Right. Those are the ones we notice. Um, and the ones that affect us, like, well, you know, what ifs, but, uh, uh, so as we're doing this and I'm, you know, talking to her, she was like, oh, oh, oh. And it was like, I felt like I was doing a therapy session with myself because yeah. she had the same, I was like, if anybody wants to know how I am in therapy, this is it. <laughs> um, and she was like, uh, whoa. Look, can we just like point out how many times you have to criticize yourself? How many times, like, like I'm going to get out a little buzzer and we're going to like ding you for how many times you, you, yes. Oh my God. How many times I like say, uh, but, or like should like, oh my God, but I should have done this and I should like, and then, you know, I like, I did that and that was so dumb of me and blah, 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 blah. Okay. That happened. 
And then the very same day I open up my, and you know, you can like believe in this or not. It's just like whatevs. Um, it was like just an interesting coincidence that maybe I have to take a look at and think about. Um, I opened up my, um, uh, this app that I use that's like your horoscope and like based on your chart and everything, like yeah. you. And so every day it's different and it's like just for you specifically. And it said, everything is so well, going so well. So why do you paralyze yourself with self-criticism? Don't let your anxiety rule you. Don't sabotage your own progress by undermining yourself. And then wow. it said, are you ready to talk nicely to yourself? I'm Are you learning ready. how to speak to yourself in a kind voice? And I was like, what? On the same day that like somebody dinged me for how often I was being critical of myself. Wow. Look Validation there. Yes. Did so, you learn a valuable lesson? I learned uh, that we shouldn't criticize or judge ourselves, and we need to be much nicer to ourselves. So to answer your question of uh, do I see that in clients? Yes. And in myself and in everybody and in Family patterns. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Mom. Uh, poor Sally. Well, I she think just it's listened important. to the show for a little bit of time with her daughter, and next thing you know, there she's was in a something she listened to recently where she was like, "You know, I did realize that that it like she had like an aha moment listening." Like, Whoa. Oh, okay. That's great. Yes. So okay. Well, we're doing yeah. the Lord's work. We already knew that. Right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Um... This is like a good segue into talking about like the Lord's work or people who are scared that maybe some things that are going on are undermining, uh, quote unquote, the Lord's work. Mm. Okay. It's like a, a sort of good segue. Um, not my best. Uh, I read this article that I am so angry about, Suze. It was in NPR, on NPR, whatevs. Um, Alabama is now uh, allowing yoga in its public schools, apparently yeah. it was banned before, yeah. but with some serious rules and guidelines. I can't even believe this. So <laughs> as we were just talking about, not uh, or I was talking about uh, in my rant, about two minutes ago, mindfulness is like so important and yeah. the best. And, yeah. you know, you are not allowed to say namaste. Yeah. You are not allowed to do any sort of guided meditation. Yes. You are not allowed to, uh, uh, what else did they say in there that you can't do? Have you seen this? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> are you not outraged? <laughs> well, um, Yes, of course. It's ridiculous, but it's also not surprising because that's how I grew up. We weren't oh allowed to God, do Oh my God, no yoga. wonder. Yeah. What do you mean? Please explain to me what the... 
I don't understand how, and that's what this article, like, I see, I, I'm reading the words, but I just don't understand really how, how somebody can think that, <laughs> that poses are indoctrinating people with Hinduism. It's not really the poses that they're worried about. They were saying that they, they look like, um, that the poses are actually, uh, to honor gods. And so when you are in those poses, you are bowing to different gods, Uh, chanting madras, uh, mantras, mudras, mandalas, yeah. Any other word that starts with them? No. Uh, introduction of hypnotic states, guided yes. imagery, guided imagery, and namaste <laughs> greetings shall be expressly prohibited. You're going to fucking jail for saying the light in me honors the light in you. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> yes, this is very scary to people who... Um, believe oh man i i'm gonna try to keep this real general because i really do try to avoid a lot of religion talk on the show but sometimes it's hard oh Um, don't worry i'll do it like i'll i got it (laughs) you're like i'll do it yeah i have no problem saying these like okay so i mean if you asked individual people like my mom why we weren't allowed to do yoga she would she said that it was because when you are mindful and you meditate that you do you clear your mind but then what can happen is the devil can get in there and you're leaving yourself open to these demonic forces and then that is coupled with their fear of things that are the other which of course includes you know foreign religions that basically anything that's not Judaism or Christianity I mean, like, I want to know how, well, no, that was a dumb question. I was going to be like, how scientifically, like, can you explain that? Of like, like that. And then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. We're well, not using how, science as like, our base. How but. would you describe meditation to somebody? Uh, I would like, describe it? it as, I think that there's like a misconception as to what kinds of meditate, like, there's fixed point meditation. There's mm-hmm. like, um, I think that, you know, and mindfulness really is, is being present. So mm-hmm. I think it's being in the present moment and letting go of the past and the future. And it's very, um, uh, there's like a formula to it. If mm-hmm. like observe, describe, participate, it's almost connecting with your senses and the what and the, the environment you're in in a way where you can actively participate in life rather than participating in life based on the memories and stories and uh I don't fears and worries in our own head. Mhm. And like you feel that it's powerful and important and that their fear of it should validate the fact that it works <laughs> and is effective and oh, transformative. That's nice. That's good to know. Because if, if it the, weren't they're fearing powerful, it, then that they means wouldn't it's care. <gasps> yeah. Th- this sounds like my mom who would always be like, that's what the government doesn't want you to know. <laughs> like, she's like, 
<laughs> but not in a scary way. In right, a way right. That no, but like in the way, like you. you're so powerful. Like that's why they don't want you to know that, like how powerful you really are. Like that, that we can Kinda. do everything with our own mind. And like, <gasps> okay, because it is true. I mean, and we're seeing the science catch up to that. And I know why. Like, I we know why there are. We know what areas of the brain are affected. We know what frequencies the brain functions at and and what areas of the brain are, you know, online, so to speak, when a brain is in a certain state and things like mindfulness and meditation induce these states not to allow things to sneak in, but to yeah. relieve a person of discomfort to relieve uh, uh, stress so that we're not in distress. Yeah. But this combines all of their favorite things, which are, you know, racism, xenophobia, ethnocentrism. Um, oh my God. You, you know, just this is, a, and Christian nationalism, AKA white supremacy. I mean, this is all oh. of the things that they don't admit to being a part of their ideology, but are certainly. <laughs> it's very important to like, I don't know. Like, I know that you're so smart. We have to talk about this stuff. Well, like, but- I don't even think about it because this is so not the world yeah. that I grew up in. Yeah. And, and it is in the, in, I, I, I said this about, making jokes and like about the vagina things in the in previous episodes of like when you make fun of it if you don't know it you know and i think yes. it's important like i i'm like like sitting here being like oh my god can you believe this and like it's like a joke making fun of it because i don't know about this side of it you know and yeah. i think it's so important to to kind of like i well, feel like it educates me and and like when thing. you read about it what was your first thing? Was it just sort of like, what is wrong with these people or just sort of total outrage? Like, like yeah. that's cuckoo crazy. Like the, <laughs> the idea that it, it's like saying don't hang it to me. It falls in the same category as it's ignorant. Like don't hang yeah. out with some, if you, if you have a parent who's gay, you're going to be gay. Like, like mm-hmm. it's gay. Being gay is contagious. Don't hang out with somebody who's gay. They're, they're, come on. Well, things like this are scary too, because if you don't understand them, like if you come from a Christian centric worldview, this can seem very exotic, which can feel very scary. Uh And you can feel like the thing that, you know, we talk about with the white supremacy, it's this feeling of like, uh Oh, I'm about to be outnumbered. It, a fear of victimization. So like you outlaw things that just are the other. Yeah. But this it's good news that they're allowing it, but it is funny that they can't say like yeah, Namaste. That stuff. there's been a ban since like nineteen ninety three, I think. <laughs> and it's just like I I That's can't. more fun to me is like going back and seeing what happened in nineteen ninety three that made them fucking scared. Yeah. Because there's always something. There's always a context to like, it was, how the yeah. band I, like, I think I think that was like right in line. No, that was probably a little bit later. 1993, that was long. How old was I? I was like, when did Madonna get <laughs> right. real into like Hinduism yeah, like, for a minute? Yeah, like that was 98, I think. Yeah, yeah I feel like mm-hmm. maybe that was like, it was like right in a line. Then. There was like one quote that I can't find now, but there was a parent who said that... 
when like their their child and maybe it was in another article now uh, that their child had been sent home a meditation tape or like a guided meditation or something like that mm-hmm. and that when she when they were done listening to it the child was uh, in like uh looked like they were on drugs and <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah right. i was like you mean the kid was relaxed <laughs> like how sad you is mean that? like xanax oh my god oh yeah oh my god i'm screaming i swear my neighbors like well who cares um they're like what happens on thursdays right they must like that it's really funny sarah and i both love yoga of course we support this new thing in schools but we also love ana luisa jewelry oh my god so which hey you can totally wear when you do yoga yeah you could actually i wear this all i never take it off and it looks so beautiful it it is my favorite i love my jewelry i started proselytizing to sarah about how you want jewelry that like you can wear all the time that's timeless and classic and and like we found super cheap and gonna break on me in two seconds and like right uh, garbage and like turn different colors and make my skin green Yes, we not do not anymore. want that. And no. that's why Ana Luisa is so cool because I am big into sustainability and um, reducing carbon footprint and stuff. And that's yes. what they're all about. Carbon neutral, mm-hmm. 100% of the carbon emissions related to the products are uh, offset, incredible quality, and they are affordable still. Make sure, I mean, you can check out, There's the jewelry can start at 39 bucks. Yes. And with our, there's a 10% discount I'm going to tell you how to get. But it's they have new collections that are released every Friday. Here's how you spell the name of it if you're looking it up after the show. A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, Ana Luisa. Mm-hmm. It's really nice stuff. I want to see the pictures you took of, of the piece. Oh, yes. The pieces that you're wearing. I love um, it. But they're just really awesome. Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And they have a 10% off deal for you guys. It's analuisa.com slash brain candy. Treat yourself and your loved ones to uh, beautiful pieces. Use our code brain candy to get 10% off. I highly recommend them. Great brand, making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. It's analuisa.com slash brain candy, code brain candy. I think this was would be a great gift for graduation. You know how like when you go to college and yes. you don't have any good jewelry? For sure. would be good. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, at least they're doing some yoga in Alabama. That's a oh step in the right direction, right? Yeah. Because, like, I've been really practicing... Like, do you practice mindfulness? Is that something that you... I certainly try, but I suck at it, if that's what you mean. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm a work in progress, I should say. Yes, I like that. That little Don't ding me. I know. See how I just planted that in your head and Mm -hmm. you're like became aware and corrected yourself in that? Mm -hmm. Magic. I love Mm -hmm. it. Work in progress. So I, one of the things that, 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 when I was in this workshop and doing this whole thing that, that, you know, she, she was the one who was like, Oh, also you should like eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and she was giving me the advice of mindfully eating. And so I tried that. It is a whole, I did not realize how fast I was like, like eating my food and, 
and I mean shoveling it into my mouth like I'm. You know, I have in a whole a theory prison. about this with you. What is it? Well, <laughs> first of all, oh my god, I love it. This is like double <laughs> therapy. I mean, you're you're always flying by the seat of your pants. Yes, so it happens a lot where god. you'll just be like fitting it in. But I also felt like you do that because like you have this weird guilt about eating. So you like want to make it as short as possible. Oh my <laughs> God. Susie is my therapist. <laughs> you can just deduct this from like, you know, my pay and <laughs> right, right, take, right, this, right. take this hour out. Oh no, I don't know if that's God. true. No, I think it's very true. I think that yeah. it, because I can remember being, I'm very aware of like, I have like that meta cognition, like the awareness of like mm-hmm. the feelings of, as we all do, but like, I'm very aware of, oh, well, here are the feelings you're having about the feelings. And I can like think <laughs> of the other times where I've recognized other behaviors that I've done and been like, like I used to like to eat in the dark. Oh, Wow. And I re- realized that I was like, oh, well, that's a thing. And, yeah. you know, and could think that and like put those pieces together, like, and not like I'm eating in the pitch black, but like notice that you're doing be- certain behaviors to that maybe uh, are connected to those feelings, like the story yeah. I was talking about, the past that like, uh, and all those feelings that come with it. We can't have those feelings that come with everything in the story when we're in the present moment. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. They can't coexist at the same time. You can't be in, your mind can't be in the present moment and in the past. And in the past is where I've said that a thousand times, all that depression lives and like probably those feelings of guilt. When you had told me that you started, you had... um, The you had put on weight after the trauma of your the sexual abuse. Yes, and that Mm -hmm. you know the food was the comfort there. Oh yeah, and so I can't imagine that those things ever kind of get totally separated. So it would just make sense that like you would still connect, and you want you don't want to endure that pain anymore. So you like make it real speedy. Oh my God, you're so right. And I see it as like, in some ways, like indulging myself, like, like mm-hmm. you're, you need comfort, right? Oh my God, this is so eye-opening. <laughs> this is like just become my own therapy session. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You know, <laughs> hopefully my vulnerability can help others. Uh, but yeah, like like my mom and I were totally having this conversation too because it's like, it's definitely like, I, I follow this account on Instagram called like Overheard in LA or something like that. It's just oh, like yeah. funny shit. It's hilarious. And- one of the things that I saw was a tweet that was like, um, yeah, we're like not really a food, big food family. And I oh was like, God. oh my God, do they overhear me and my mom talking to you? <laughs> because that's what we said. Like, cause we're not, we're like eating to, there's, there's like two kinds of eating. There's eating to just sustain bodily, like keep you alive. That's like that frantic eating. And then there's 
the other kind that feel, feels like that we feel like th- like the that I'm eating for comfort thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we're like ignoring that part and totally just racing. Yep. For sure. Because to, to like my family, it was like, if you have to stop and eat, you're weak. And you're, so there's mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of layers to that. And then that's how I use, because that's how I comforted myself with food. And I'm trying to avoid that, those feelings. <gasps> well, and then like wow. th- whenever you did put on weight as a child, then they had that impression that you weren't an athlete, even when you were yes. much smaller and successful in athletics, like you still had this identity, according to them, that you were yep. just sort of that person for a long time. Uh-huh. That's so oh, weird. It is so weird. Like, I'm telling you, man, our book club pick for this yeah. month, the What Happened to You, mm-hmm. was so eye-opening and, you know, it was, remember how you said that you were talking about the habits book and you were like, yeah, I, I you know, I, there's a lot of this that like felt like I, I know this book, like inside yes. and out. This was me. I felt like that with the trauma I'm one. I'm sure you did. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, I could write this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's very validating when you read things like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, and just to fill people in on one of the things that I think is so uh, powerful from that book is... Uh, uh, the switch from asking the question of what's wrong with you to what happened to you. Mm. That is so like, oh, like freeing and liberating in a way. Because I feel like even with all of those things, we just feel like it's all us. And like we just hold on to these, these. You even say the phrase, what is wrong with me? I say it constantly. Oh my god, all the time. Yeah, because that's what people say to. Uh, to uh, where do we learn that? <laughs> right. Where do we learn that? Like, mm-hmm. oh, what's wrong with you? Why did you? Yeah. Do- oh I say it to god. other people too. Like it's ah! supposed to be a joke, but it's just because that's just how we see the world. All of us societally. Right. And isn't you? what's wrong with you a judgment? Like it's a question, but. It's really a judgment. It's super fun to say, though, when it's like a pooper intendant situation. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what, what the fuck is wrong, wrong with, with those guys? What is wrong with that guy? That is <laughs> such a, a difficult uh, uh, thing to balance in yes, my heart. The, the respect and love yes. that I have for the humanness of humans yes. and the peopleness. And then my desire to be hilarious on a yes. podcast and tell people about it. I think we do pretty well, to be honest. Oh, it is difficult. Because, because humans are funny and ridiculous. Yes. And let's say you are publicly pooping. Like, this is your habit. Okay? Like, something Uh-oh. might have happened to you that's really terrible and that causes you to do that stuff. But I'm still going to say, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah. Because that's a funny way to think about it. And but we now, don't know these yes. people. We don't. We don't. Right. And, uh, and you but know they what? they should Even, also talk to a therapist about what happened. <laughs> for sure. And I wonder if like we can say, can we say what happened to you and it be that funny? 
Let we we'll Let, pepper that in. Yeah, let's let's like like what do they call it? Workshop that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's workshop. Oh my God, what happened to you? Yeah. I, I could see that. That could work. That sounds kind of natural. It might come down to the inflection like, what happened to you? Oh, we'll have to love we'll try it. different ways. Love it. Love it. That, I love that one. One I thing that it. happened to us both recently is that we discovered the magic of Dipsy and the sexy stories. Amen. That yeah, can I'll get tell you what happened running. to me. Oh. <laughs> That's what happened to me and can happen to you too because Dipsy is this awesome app that encourages you to find whatever sexy stories can get your motor running so that maybe you have special alone time with your body mm-hmm. or with your partner or partners, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what you do. Yes. We're not, and we're not judging. I think it's great though that it like gets things heat, heated up, you know, and is I believe really geared towards the things that maybe ladies want from X-rated stuff, but don't always find. Yes. Because sometimes it's like soothing. <sighs> maybe you want a sensual bedtime story to give you good dreams. Who knows? Yeah, well, and Suze, I I gotta say the I don't know the the more I learn about people and the peopleness of people, yes. uh, the less I really want the visuals of. Amen. So I just want, I want to hear it and mm-hmm. I want it to be safe and everybody to be. Amen. Yes. You know. Healthy. Yes. Yes. And I like that with my audio stories. Yeah. And that's, they have all kinds of stuff. They even have wellness sessions and like I said, yeah. bedtime stories, they have soundscapes. So it's not just like hot and heavy. You can get yeah. what you want. So for listeners of our show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash brain candy. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash brain candy, dipsystories.com slash brain candy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, oh, yes. Is our therapy so- done? Are we still talking about that? <laughs> I mean, I feel like my next subject is just going to turn this into another therapy session. Let's for me. hear it. Uh, did I already talk to you about post-pandemic dating? You did not. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, cause thank God. I was wondering, like, thank God, because I feel like I've been having this conversation a lot with people. And then I was like, did I talk about this on here? But then what that makes me think is that uh, when I first found the this article and and or was thinking about like writing stuff down for this i was like maybe this is just a me problem okay and then when i was like oh no i'm talking about this to a lot of other people it's probably a everything problem yeah and uh or everybody you know things most things are let's be honest right and it's like the post-pandemic dating scene is is or even like pandemic dating scene let's be real is is kind of i mean it feels like going into it as a single person, it's kind of scary and intimidating. But the article that I read that was in Vice um, says that I, we don't have as much to be worried about as maybe we thought because the things that I think, I, at least I'm worried about, everybody else is worried about too. And that's like the hookup culture yeah. as, is kind of done. Oh, thank God. Yeah. The studies show, like, a, a report came out from the Kinsey Institute that yeah. said people are looking for more serious and committed relationships. They're more specific about what they want. And 
it's like all good news. Okay. I mean, well, that's in great. In a way. Because it's not going to be on this episode, but I just interviewed um, an author, Nancy Jo Sales. She has a book out called Nothing Personal, My Secret Life in the Dating App Inferno. Oh. I'll tell you what, Sarah. I was like, thank fuck Sarah did not choose to go on dating apps this time. No, I'm not. I can't. I, oh, my God. It is a nightmare. Well, and and I'm I I was texting with uh, our brainiac or you know messaging on Instagram with our brainiac splats shattered splats, uh, who oh, was yes. telling She's me all about lady. like um, the uh, what do they call it acronyms in dating yes. websites, and I was like I don't even know what. Like, I, I, I didn't even know that there were those. Yeah. So that makes me scared because, like, you have to learn, like, an entirely new language. And mm-hmm. it just – if we've uh, shortened, like, conversation, like, we've, we're have we just, like – it just feels fast and cheap. Even yeah. in the, the messages. We can't even say the full word. Yeah, you're not gonna take time to to write out a whole word in like a, a ad for somebody that's like a partner that you want for a long time. Yeah, it's all this weird shorthand. I don't and know. Like, that just is weird to me. Am yes. I? Is that just me? I don't know. Uh, she, when she she told me that too, and I was like, <gasps> I am so glad I am not in that world because. Oh my God. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Even things you've told me about, like the Venmo culture, where like you split oh. the bill, and I'm not into it. I mean, it, man. can you even believe it? Can you? No. I, I would not. Like, I can. I do not know. I'm like all about. I just it, it. It feels like. I don't know. It just feels like. It feels like it's transactional in a way. It's that like. I don't know. Is that the right word for it? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it, there is that daunting feeling, but it felt really reassuring to read from this. The, there were a couple relationship experts that were interviewed for the article that said people know way more about what they want and they're really looking for, um, more serious relationships. Yeah. Like stability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That so, makes sense since it was such, it is such a tumultuous and uncertain yeah. era. Yeah. But like, well, how are they measuring that? I with I think self reports or like um, okay. uh, surveys and things like that because it okay. was from like the Kinsey Institute like researches relationships and I yeah. I imagine they just do this is just like a you know relationship like surveys so you know how reliable is that and also like what is it everybody who subscribes to the kinsey institute mailing list and is that like a you mm-hmm. know this this was like right this was like the info that was inside the article that you know i didn't click on the link to i think but. that they're known for rigorous academic scholarship yeah. though yeah. i don't think it is just sort of like we okay. polled our yeah. followers or whatever yeah it was uh that okay so ha- more than half the single people between the ages of 18 and 45 said that they wanted to find a committed relationship post-pandemic. Okay, that's good. Yeah, from the report, it said, as we emerge in the near future from pandemic... Oh, <laughs> my computer said the website was reloaded because it was using significant mem- memory. What? That's not a thing. What? <laughs> it's just in the middle of me reading the article? 
That feels what like the, sabotage. Yeah, what are you trying? Are you trying to tell me what? Is, what is it? What message is the universe sending me today? Right, Kenzie. Um, what are you um, trying to say here? Uh, okay, where we were. As we emerge in the near future from pandemic restrictions and lockdowns, researchers say it looks like post-pandemic sex will be about taking our time, seeking out new relationships and partners, and demanding more and better in the relationships we have. Hmm. That is encouraging. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? (laughs) Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Um, one of the things that was in this article that I was like, oh, my God, this is the part that I was really excited to share with people that I think goes against your nature maybe um, mm-hmm. but is right in line with mine. Uh, number one dating tip from this article, do mm-hmm. not spend a ton of time texting or poking around the other person's social media before you meet them. Right. Did you know this? I think you told me that part. <gasps> Did I tell you that? And I do I, say that right. I, do, I never do it. I've never Googled, you do like, not. honestly, I've never Googled somebody that I have met on, like, like you know, on dating app, whatevs. Ever before I met them, one person I did after I met them, like because I had my suspicions, and I was right. I had my suspicions. Yeah, I was like, mm, so yeah, seems you sketch. had a gut feeling. I had a okay. gut feeling, and then based on my gut feeling, then I looked at that. But yeah, know. in general, do you think that's because you enjoy delayed gratification or what? Because I, I do, do Deloitte, enjoy delayed gratification. Like I claim that, like I know it's what I should. This is the meta awareness thing. Like I, <laughs> I know that that's what I should do or that's what I want to do, but it's not. I only say that because I, my default is uh, absolutely what you call mood driven behavior. Ah yes. It, there's beh- there's um, like task driven behavior. Yeah. And then there's, I think that's what's called, and then mood-driven behavior. And oh my goodness, if I don't come from a family of people whose engine only runs on <laughs> mood-driven behavior, what do I yeah, feel like right now in this moment? And yeah, that it's very is emotional. Yes, that is something that I have to like work hard to to kind of yeah now i just am thinking about that i got so emotional in, in that conversation i don't even know <laughs> yeah. what the hell i was talking about before i just am curious about how you resist oh, because i'm in I the resist. now business and oh, i yeah, yeah yeah i if i am thinking about somebody i just want to know right now whatever mm-hmm. i'm curious about but yeah. i admire the fact that you don't oh, do that you know what it is i think it for the same reason i don't like googling anything like i i enjoy yeah. the puzzle of figuring it out and i suppose when like my job is to kind of like uh i don't know just like ask questions to be curious to find information about somebody's inside world like that's what i want to do i i like doing that i it's not as fun if i could just like 
Here it is. It's like having a crossword puzzle and like looking at the peeking in the back for the answers. Yeah. Okay. In a way. I don't know. Maybe. That's how it feels. That's how it feels to me. Yeah. Oh, look at us. Jinx. Um, But what what, uh, this this gal, this uh, uh, dating expert who is getting um, uh, interviewed for this said and why that that is what it is and why we shouldn't like peek ahead is and this is the part that I wasn't I didn't know and like because if it like I can understand okay maybe we shouldn't do that because like it paints a different picture but people get attached to the fantasy of someone that they haven't met yet yes you did tell me that that makes sense fantasy that then when the and this is the exact same thing when I read that I, it was like all the gears were like click 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 oh that makes sense because we do the same thing in relationships mm-hmm. when we imagine and when there's the breakup when we imagine like the life together and yeah. you know it's not the sometimes it's not like the ending of the relationship that's the sad part it's the like breaking down of the images that you yeah the fantasy that you had for the future and gosh darn if this doesn't all relate back to mindfulness because <laughs> you, if you stay present you wouldn't be thinking about that future stuff so you really do have to we have to work to like fight against this natural instinct to like create a fantasy future with a person yeah that is hard for me Oh, you mean after you start dating oh, someone? Oh my gosh, maybe I don't do that because I like to do it in my head. Yeah. I I am a Pisces. We do do that. I always felt like that was part of the miracle of Adam and I ending up together because on the show, we're not supposed to talk to the crew. And so oh. we create these elaborate fantasies about like what they might be like. I love talking about to you about this every day. Like we, We oh my gosh, so much fun. We were guessing like, okay, he this is the shirt he's wearing today. What do you think kind of music he's gonna like? And what do you think? Like I remember all of that. It was so fun. Yeah, because we had nothing to do, so it was a way to pass the time, and it's just fun to imagine like what's this guy really like and. So then, when we met, for him to exceed my expectations, that was a real. That's a real amazing miracle, I think. Oh, yeah. He really did exceed your expectations. He did. So I mean, gosh. I mean, I got lucky. And you had good suppose... expectations, too. Yeah. He's just like a gem of a gem of a gem. He is a treasure. Oh, a real treasure. Little but, box. you know, oftentimes we make these narratives up and then they're duds. Yep. When we and them. Uh, it also said that by thinking about that future and being too caught up in the fantasy of it, you can ignore the red flags. Hell yes. Hell yes. That you is ignore- your other signature oh, oh, oh. move. Signature <laughs> move. I'm like, I'm, you know what I am? Colorblind. Yeah. I am yeah. emotionally colorblind to seeing the red flags. And, well, well, it's I, like, remember when we were optimistic, but like about relationships. Yes. yes. It's like, I see the flags. They're a waving, but I'm like, nah, that'll probably be fine. <laughs> I can solve that because mm-hmm, you're also mm-hmm. a problem solver. Oh my gosh. See, I told you it would end up being a second therapy yeah, session. Yeah, you're right. I didn't mean for that to happen, but. That is what I want to avoid with you whenever. Therapy you... sessions? No, 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 no. Oh. Like, oh. um, and if you choose to get into another relationship uh-huh. someday, uh-huh. I want you to not have that problem again where like. 
You're, yeah. You look at people with such rose-colored glasses. I totally it's very do. nice. Yeah. I'm going for a new, what would Megan the Stallion do? Oh, well, tell me about her. Or what would Cardi B do? What would they do? They would definitely not take any shit and they would be like i'm deserving of a whole yes they know their value yes yeah i need a little bit of that i need to be like "Uh, no why i'm not you you come to me like that why don't i because you're i was just talking to adam about this with you because you're this bizarre dichotomy or like paradox of like you're very confident in Uh, some ways uh uh-huh and like you'll toot your own <sighs> horn and be like, "I am awesome at puzzles" or whatever it is. Oh my God, that that horn is in is in uh, like the, <laughs> the it's broken. It's it's constantly just. Eh. But then in yes. other ways, like you're not really into like thirst traps or anything that calls that kind of attention to you. No, not at maybe all. it's because of the abuse. I don't know. Uh, uh, let me read you a Thank quote you. from Thank this you. book. Yes, please. When you've been groomed to be compliant, confrontation in any form is uncomfortable because you were never taught that you have the right to say no. In fact, you were taught that you can't say no. The sense that you aren't deserving enough to set your own boundaries has been stolen from you. Many people react by burying their feelings of no and becoming people pleasers. Mm -hmm. I fall into this category. For years, I would say things that I knew I really didn't want or say yes to things I knew I really didn't want to do to, or avoid difficult conversations because I could not live with the discomfort of speaking up for myself. I know, I've known other victims of trauma who sabotage situations until someone else says no for them, meaning mm. their relationship right. ends, a friendship becomes toxic, or they lose a job. This is what I hear, when, uh, hear you say when you talk about people who poison intimacy. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's underline that. <laughs> you're like uh, a, pl- a, 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 Sam, a Sarah Rice story yes yes yeah uh, uh. oh and that was I was like oh hashtag uh, relatable uh yeah you know, totally like, relatable. that was it I was like I can't say uh, all of those other things are true I do I feel like I you know uh I am I do. I I can toot my own horn. I can do all that stuff, but I don't feel deserving of setting. I I should. I struggle to overcome my automatic responses to not speak up for myself and set boundaries. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't even want to say anymore that I don't do it because this. I swear, this year has been like a whole new year of. Of me saying, oh, okay, we're going to have that conversation right now. And, yeah. you know, I am going to, you know, talk about this thing that needed to be talked about. And, and it had more to do with me um, being able to tolerate this, the distress that it causes me in, ha- in those confrontations. Because I was taking on, like, the other person, when I, you know, uh, set a boundary when anybody sets a boundary often the other person doesn't feel a goddamn thing mm-hmm. we just it feels awful for us and so right. we're like oh my god i don't want like any confrontation they're like cool as a cucumber and <laughs> uh like the bet like the making the bed thing um that i think i said like a couple yeah. episodes ago where i was like i was like giving like myself like ugh, a heart attack over thinking about like you know what my partner was 
thinking about me not making the bed. And he's like, I've never thought about that ever. So, but so like these things that we think, oh my God, if I bring this up, it'll be so confrontational. And then you just take on the uh, emotion that you put yourself in this state of distress and, and you're so like dysregulated when that emotion, because that emotion triggers a whole bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. of like, oh my God, uh, this is a, a scary situation. And then you just like, well, do, it all amounts to like, I'm not enough. Yes. Well, you do yeah. what you have to do to survive a scary situation. And what my trauma brain system says I need to do is be uh, c- like complicit and mm-hmm. n- be non-confrontational and accept whatever love somebody is willing to give me. Well, and look where that got you on the challenge. Ah! <laughs> Bro! I mean, not to rub it in or anything. For sure! No, but yeah, you can see it play out. Yeah, well, absolutely, because like, you know, if my mom hasn't said that a million times, we yeah. uh, we are given lessons over and over and yeah. presented with the same situation because we are, and, and that ties together with our hap- the habit book too. Mm-hmm. Th- this is it. This is why, like, I, like I go back to the very first thing we were talking about, about like the the yoga stuff, where it's like this is it's cuckoo crazy to me because the science of why this stuff works and it's all like connected. We know this. We know what happens to the traumatized brain. We know what happens when you know people uh, like these like uh, memories and how they're stored and the parts of the brain that uh, are active when somebody is in a trauma response state and like the the like triggers like a real thing it's not just like a buzzword that like people throw around that triggered response has to do with your uh neurolog like your endocrine system like your there is a system and this is the the uh what do they call it um sequential arrangement of the brain this is how it happens this is how information goes into the brain this is these are the areas that it goes to this is fucking science and i just Mm -hmm. like you know i don't even know where that sent that conversation started but yeah just talking damn the man your dating life and like how you? Oh God! I don't know. I well, I'll tell you. Requirement things. number one: you got to go to. I think I need somebody who's definitely been to therapy. Like I'm like I, I don't care what I don't care. Let me see the receipts from therapy. <laughs> or I want somebody who's who like. Yeah, I want somebody who loves going to therapy or, like, would like that. I don't even care if, like, you know, if you're an anxious person, all that stuff, I'll take it. Because, like, I want somebody Mm -hmm. who's, like, really going to appreciate being with a therapist. Another therapist or, like, because this is how I talk all the time. (laughs) CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Is there a stereotype about who therapists end up with? I think it's other therapists. Oh, okay. 
I don't know though. The other thing, person, the other thing that I think would be a good is like comedian. That is like you know, because like I get, I can get that, and I can understand Mm -hmm. the, but like not comedian. I just realized that I'm depressed. Comedian, like I realized that this is like the where my jokes are funny. Now I'm in the healing process of that kind of thing. Like again, (laughs) right? Like maybe like yeah, self aware. You know, you could have that and like, you know, I think I was joking with a friend the other day. I was like, like five out of nine of the criteria in like any, you know, thing in the DSM, like not full, not, not all of them, but I'll, t- I mean, I'll take a couple, you know, it's fun to work on here and there, but not like the full blown, you know, DSM uh, diagnosis. I, okay. That is a joke. I don't even care. Cause look, I, and, and I, a joke. Oh my God. I, there, I like, I have like. 10 of the things in there. So who does it these <laughs> days? You know. Well, oh. I'll be anxious to see how it continues to unfold. Yeah. The your dating, dating life and your therapy progress. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That is so funny. So, yeah, you know, like when you're dating, just like don't make a – like be present is like the theme of this episode. Yeah. And present I mean we've been talking about that for the whole – the entirety of our show. Oh, yeah. But it just is always good to remind people because we all forget and oh. get out of the routine and it's very like you have to be on top of it. And- oh, my God. Yes. You know what? That reminds me of the th- the, what I like where this even all began and then I got like sidetracked with 5,000 conversations um, or different topics with the mindful eating thing. Oh, yeah. My, I, my, Suze, I mindfully ate a couple meals this week <laughs> with the intention <laughs> – my dinner one night was 45 minutes. <laughs> Can you believe that for me? That's a long time for you. That, like, I, are other people right now thinking that's regular when I say I that? I don't know that a lot of people pay attention to it, but because I have, I like, food issues, I do. Be- I couldn't believe it. Is that, like, a long, would that be a normal time for you, a long time? What do you? That would be a normal dinner. That's, like, normal dinner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like if I'm going to a restaurant, I think, no, I still scarf down the food. Anyways, <laughs> uh, mindfully eat and it kind of feels like you're on drugs when you do it because you're like, there are four peas on my floor. Oh my God. Were you bored I, though? No, I was fascinated and okay. I like was not high or drunk or anything. I was not on drugs. I was on mindfulness. Ah, uh, I kind of see what that lady was saying now. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. They're on I, I heard it. I I did hear it. <laughs> yeah, I was like that. I did. I did feel like I was on. That is. Oh my god. Well, that is funny. I did I not mean, even think, mean. But you like, already make know that connection. it implicitly because you understand the ways that your brain releases the same chemicals that are found yes. in drugs. Yes. Yes. It's, it's yes. And it's like let's use the good reward. Oh god. Yes. Again, science people. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe we I should wind it. it down. Maybe we should. <laughs> oh, I'll, sa- I'll save my other my other ones for for next time, but because maybe that'll just wind me up more. Oh man, we learned a little bit about Sarah's uh, uh, inner workings of her mind. Thanks. Yeah, to it Susie, was very the therapeutic because we did we covered mindfulness, we covered vulnerability, um, we covered like relationships, <gasps> religion, and religion, spirituality, re- yeah, spirituality. I mean, uh-huh. we got deep today, guys. We we did. Yeah, I feel tired. That's oh, it. No. 
Sorry. Like that. No. Oh, maybe it's apologize. relaxed. Yeah, yes. Maybe that's it. I'm go trying to be, I'm being mindful. Ah. Oh. I hope you guys are mindful and go to our patreon.com slash brain candy because we got a lot of fun stuff there. Yes. And we, tonight actually is our um, book club. Oh, can't uh, wait. And that'll be fun. And you probably have heard us talk a lot about the books that we've been reading. We've been reading some really, really, really good ones. I mean, always. Yes. And if you're like want to know a little more about the books that we talk about, freaking join. It's like yeah. whatever you want to pay. Slide and scale. Slide just and hang scale. out. And you don't even have to read them. You could just like hang out, no video, and just yeah. like, laugh along with us. You could just us. watch. Or you can watch it later. Like if you don't even want to do the live, you can yeah. just watch the video later. Because some people I do feel like get freaked out by Zoom and yeah. maybe have like Zoom burnout. So, yeah, for like, sure. If you just want to watch it later, you can do that. But it's yeah. a really fun community, really nice group of people. <sighs> I and really look forward to I, seeing everybody every month. Yes. So check that out. You can join that on our Patreon or on our website. And uh, yeah. Be mindful, my friends. Be mindful. Thank you for listening and good day. Bye. <laughs> Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.